From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Pull up a seat, sit down. The lunch hour, we're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. I don't know, man. I like the playoffs. And that woman, almost as much as this woman eating a sloppy joe with her mouth open, likes sloppy joes. Wow. But this is the point of the postseason now where we get nervous. Because now it's real. The Hawks, Stone, you can agree, that was light work. We no, knew it was going to be light work. No doubt about it. That was heat and five the entire time. Um, but now, now it's the big boys. Like, literally. Well, maybe in game three and four. Maybe. Maybe. But even without the big boy, Joel Embiid, like, the Sixers are a whole different level. And I don't want to be hearing it from Sixers fans if they knock out the one-seed heat. That might be my biggest concern. As much as I'm rooting for the heat, I don't want to face those fans if the heat go down. Yeah, because they, they too, we talked about annoying NFL fans in the first hour. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sixers fans are right uh, up there with yeah. Celtics fans. Oh, yeah. Right up there with Lakers fans uh, at times yeah. where it's just like, dude, I don't want to hear it. Right. Knicks fans for sure. Well, Knicks fans, it, it, at least I suppose Sixers fans are annoying, but they have something to brag about. Yeah. Knicks fans are just annoying because they're sort of like a uh, – say you you have some dermatology issues and, like, you just break out occasionally. They're like that. They're like a skin breakout, yeah. right? Um, uh, they – they, they, there's nothing there to be proud of, and you try and, and get rid of them, uh, but then they just keep coming around and bother you, right? Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're acne. The Knicks are NBA acne. Knicks fans are NBA acne. Yeah. Just go away. You don't bring anything to the table. You don't stand for anything. Just go away. Um, but this is the start of a period of the NBA postseason and really a playoff situation here in South Florida that we've never truly experienced where I'm going to start not enjoying it now. Like the playoffs, making the playoffs is great. And being the one seed is a badge of honor. And you believe in your team. But just because you believe in your team doesn't mean that it's fun. Because I would actually argue that the deeper you get into a postseason run, it ceases to be fun anymore, and it's just endless agony and stress. Unless... Unless your team goes out and does with the best player on the planet and Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks did at the Celtics. Like, if the Heat had, like, imagine, imagine this. James Harden, four for 16, mm-hmm. seven turnovers, 12 points, three for three from the line, and the Heat win by 20. Yeah. That's enjoyable. Now that's good. That's, that's fun. fun. That's but, fun. But you can't start having fun until midway through, like, the third. Yeah, you got to, it has line. to happen. It has yeah. to happen, yeah. There is no more, uh, I don't know if there's any more euphoric feeling than in the NBA it's tough because a lead can evaporate like that. But your team has a big lead in the third quarter, and then with, like, eight minutes left in the fourth, that lead is still big. Yeah. It's almost like there's no more euphoric sports feel. I don't even care if my team hits a shot to win it at the end. That's That right there, fine. But I'd much rather have the feeling of, wait, they had a 20-point lead, and then with eight minutes left in the fourth, it's still a 20-point lead? Mm. And then that's pure euphoria. That's like like NBA Molly. 
Like, it just feels mm. great, and I go and, like, touch my wall. Yeah, sprinkled in there some bench players <laughs> right, hitting, yeah. like, back-to-back yeah, threes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, maybe you extend it to 23, and you're just like, oh, God, this is amazing. Yeah. But largely, it is not a fun experience. My teams, so that's Heat, Dolphins, Go Panthers, where we're about to go into a pressure field situation because they are the Stanley Cup favorites, mm. the Vegas favorites, the President's Cup winners. Two times in the last 16 years, a President's Cup winner has won the Stanley Cup, so the odds are actually against them, okay? And then the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't give me many playoff appearances to be stressed out about, but (laughs) I do remember how stressed I was at home against the Ravens 2008, okay? Mm. I don't like the playoffs. I don't. It wears on me mentally. And now you have the Heat in the Eastern Conference semis against, God, I hate the Sixers. Mm. And then the Panthers with the highest with uh, sorry, the the lowest odds, the best odds to win the Stanley Cup. They final. can handle the Capitals. My brain is going to explode right now. I don't like this. I don't like this. The playoffs are fun. Playoff runs are not fun. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask this to see if there's anybody like me. Our playoff runs. Your team in the playoffs. Our playoff runs fun. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Our playoff runs fun because I think they're absolutely miserable, to be honest. You know what else is miserable is joint pain, especially if it affects your quality of life. At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Like, I don't care that Embiid's out through, it looks like game three. Yeah. Okay? I don't care because Kyle Lowry is out, right? There's always that one thing you look at with your team. And even if Lowry was playing, you know where my brain goes to is, well, the Sixers, they're going to be a focused group. Chip on shoulder, point to prove. Which is fair. But none of those things that I can actually point to that could actually happen. It's not tangible. I'm just doing coach speak stuff. But my brain immediately goes (laughs) to, oh, without Embiid, they're going to rally the troops, whatever that means. And then the Heat, if you go down in one of these first two games without Joel Embiid, then you're in real big trouble. And it's advantage Sixers at that point. But then Kyle Lowry's out. So this is where my brain is right now. And it is miserable to the point of like losing sleep over it. it it's a tough, tough place to be for the Heat because, like you said, there's no really, there's no really winning tonight, right? If they win, yeah, you were supposed to. Uh-huh. Joel Embiid, the scoring leader, is out. If they lose, it is all hell breaks loose. Now all the talk Panic shows time. are yeah. talking about how the Heat are frauds and they never really were contenders and they don't have the superstar. And another thing I'm just more so concerned with is the Suns have felt it with Devin Booker. The Mavericks felt it with Luka Doncic. Um, the the Bucks are feeling it right now with Chris Middleton. If the Heat lose Jimmy Butler, if he because he's hobbled right now apparently and he's playing in he's this okay. game. The right knee is perfect. He I, says he's I'm good. I'm just making that up, but it's perfect in my mind. Don't send me to this tailspin. But look, deal. my only concern is you cannot play around. I mean, I'm going to use a, a term Giannis used on us last year. You can't play with your food. This Sixers team 
is not very good, especially without Embiid. You gotta close the series out as soon as possible so you don't end up in a situation like the Bucks where you're wondering when your second best player, second highest scorer is coming back. We can't afford to lose a guy like Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo in this series. This is can't play with your food. This is not fun. It's this not is, fun. That this part is of it not isn't. fun. And I think it's easy if you have a successful playoff run to look back and say, especially if it doesn't happen often, that was so fun. But the playoffs are the expectation yeah. for the Heat, right? Yeah. The playoffs are the expectation. So you get in and you just keep wanting more. You keep wanting more. It's not a novelty. You're supposed to be there. And then as you start to grind and then you hit the first, like Trey Young was annoying. But it was just like a fly. Like, all right, get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. Get out of here. Like, make fun of him because people wanted to try and portray him as a superstar, and then the Heat just completely put him in hell. Ooh. Fine, get out of here. They pants him This over is and different, over. though. This is different. <laughs> Once Embiid comes back, you're talking about the potential MVP. You're talking about the leading scorer in the NBA, and you're talking about those fans. Ooh, this is not fun. Our playoff runs fun. Do you find them fun? Giggly, uh, skipping through the field with the streamer and the butterflies. Because I find this to be walking on jagged volcanic rock. Mm. Do you find playoff runs fun? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It's Big O in West Palm. What's up, Big O? What's up, fellas? Wait a minute. Are playoff runs fun or Skipping through a field of posies and butterflies, <laughs> are they fun or are they some trip on acid and mushrooms? <laughs> well, playoff <laughs> runs are incredible. Uh, playoff runs, whether you're the winning team or the losing team, especially if you're the losing team, but that's your favorite team, playoff runs are the absolute best. Who are your Number teams? One, Big O, who are your teams? Oh, oh, that, that's a whole other, Yeah, we'll start right there. We'll start right there because <laughs> I love you Florida fans. You guys are diehard, and you're not just one fan. You're uh-huh. not just a Marlins fan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're the Marlins, the Dolphins, the Heat, uh-huh. the Panthers. Uh-huh. Go all the way. But lucky for you that half the population of South Florida is made up of New Yorkers, the actual only people in the world that are wealthy enough to be able to move back into South Florida out of the rich New York. <laughs> so we make up half the population, which is why y'all love hating on us. But Dolphin fans are more like Nick fans than anything else because you guys haven't done anything since the 70s. But you're still holding on to what you did in the 70s. Uh-huh. And your teams are about as good right now. You guys got Tyreek Hill, and the Knicks got, what, the best player under 30 with the most 30-point games in the last oh, season. So Christ. we're, we're, we're about on par. We're about on par. Who are your what, teams? The point about playoff runs. I'm, I'm a Knicks. Knicks fan. I'm a New York fan. I'm an everything New York fan the way you guys are everything Florida fan. Okay. Um, the only difference is that I don't really hate on anybody. I enjoy listening to you guys. I enjoy listening to Florida fans, especially Heat fans and Dolphin fans. Uh, and Heat fans, they get a special place in my heart because the single greatest rival of the Miami Heat that made the Miami Heat the organization it is Where's today the is the New York yes. Knicks yes, that's and accurate. the presence of Pat Riley <laughs> in the organization. So like, to hate on New York fans is funny to me as a New York fan because without New York, it's, it's almost like the Heat don't exist and they're irrelevant. But that's, that's besides the point. Uh, you guys have a great chance, the Heat, tonight, uh-huh, right? And this uh-huh. would be a playoff run that should be exciting. Because even if you lose Jimmy Butler, right, uh-huh. then this is where the real excitement comes in. Everybody on a, 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 a professional team, especially NBA teams, is great. Everybody. They don't always all show up at the same time. That's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. But they're all great. So what happens for the Heat is if Jimmy Butler's out, guess who gets to show up? And he just did it the other night. Victor the Oladipo. past few nights. There you go. So now, now everybody falls back in love. With Victor Oladipo, who, I mean, if you rewind the clock five years, Victor Oladipo 
you know, was about as hot stuff as Paul George at any given time. Yeah, absolutely. For what he was doing in the NBA. So I, that's why I like playoff runs, man, because it will, even if your team is crap, it gives you a reason to hope, a reason to continue hoping. You guys, the Dolphins might not win it all this year, but you guys are hopeful than oh, ever because you got Tyreek Hill. It's different so depending beautiful. on the team. It is, it is different depending on the team. And thank you, Big O. Not the New York love, but I appreciate you. And, of course, you think playoff runs are great in basketball because when the Knicks get there – it's so rare that you soak it in yeah. as if you just had a child, yeah. okay? Like, I get it. It's, woohoo, we made it. We made it to the postseason. For the Knicks, the postseason is your NBA Finals. Yeah. For the Heat, it's just a day that ends in Y. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. We've been to what? This is our – we've been to six finals, I think, in my lifetime, and I think in my lifetime the Knicks have made the playoffs maybe six times. Like, <laughs> I have to look it up, but, like, he's right about that is it's fun. It's fun for him. Because that's like the epitome of doing anything, making the postseason and getting yeah. swept. It's all right. At least they uh, they had their best player uh, punch their hand through a fire extinguisher. That is their their shining playoff moment yeah. over the last 15 years. He, okay? he also verbally took Julius Randle over a Luka Doncic or over a Jason Taylor. No, he wasn't talking about Julius Randle. He was talking about uh, Barry. Uh, yeah, he was talking about R.J. Barry. Okay, yeah. okay. I figured Julius was a little older, but that's even worse. R.J. Barrett's yeah. a little worse. Uh, R.J. Barrett had a good uh, final two months of the season. He like, did. Let's not get crazy. Uh, he was hoping. Okay. It was a career year. Okay, good. For the, for the three years he's been in the league. Good, good. And, and how did that help the Knicks? Not very and much. Not very much. Now, it's different, though, but like the Dolphins. If the Dolphins make the postseason, will it be stressed? Yeah. But again, it happens so rarely that I'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. I can look back when they eventually get bounced and say, that was fun. And especially in a new coach's first year with Tyree Killen is first year, and I'm assuming two has had a good year if they're in the playoffs, so I can say, that was fun. But when it's the Heat, and it's really under Riley. And by the way, the Knicks could have had Riley. The Knicks blew it with Riley. The Heat are relevant because Pat Riley made a decision and he decided to turn his back on a team that was mismanaged and actually come to a franchise that was allowing him to grow it in his own uh, in his own vision. Mm. So I don't want to hear that the Heat are relevant because of the Knicks. That is not a thing, okay? That's unequivocally not a thing. But uh, it's different depending on the team. Because the Dolphins, yay, giggly, good times. The Heat, like, this is part of a long march. And you know that there's a long way to go. This could be a seven-game series, depending on what MB does when he comes back. And then you've got to do it again. And then you got to do it again. It's tough, man. It's, it is tough. It's not fun, especially when expectations are high. And I think that's the reason why he's, he's able to have so much fun with it. Because when there's expectations on you to win a championship and it's something you've done in recent history, it's not as fun until you get to the end. Until yeah. you're in that closeout game in the finals, and then still it's tense as hell, man. Like, it, it, it's it's a, it's a really that was a great question by you too. Like, is it fun when you say playoff run? Those are fun because that that means that you're extending it out to a couple mm-hmm. series. But it also makes it worse. Yes, yes. Like it, maybe there's a part Agonized. of it that's fun again that euphoric feeling. In the NBA playoffs, when your team is up by twenty late in the third and still up by twenty with eight. Seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter? Yeah. That's euphoric because that's rare. That yeah. doesn't happen. Close games, I mean, you might as well just just put a knife into Ooh. my abdomen. Imagine last night being a fan, or I guess afternoon, whenever it really oh, happened. A, a, a Grizzlies, Grizzlies Warriors, Warriors fan? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was so great to watch it as a, a person that didn't have any rooting interest. But your stomach is just turning. Yeah. If you are a fan of the Grizzlies or the Warriors in there, and you watch Klay Thompson miss two free throws, or the refs get every other call wrong, like it was a, a roller coaster. I, I think it becomes not fun for Miami because all signs point to them 
being able to get past Philly. And yeah. like Theo, you pointed out, so if it it does, is, they're the favorite. Being the favorite inexplicably makes it suck more. Yeah, they're the biggest favorite. This game one is the biggest favorite in any game so far in the postseason. We're seven and a half point favorites, and they're like four hundred, four to yeah. one right now. So like, that's yeah. the biggest. And, and, and right, if we everything's a lose lose. If we win, we should have. And if we lose, uh oh, you know, one game closer to Joel Embiid right. returning. So it's a lose lose for these guys. Well, what's interesting though, if you're the Grizzlies, okay, like have you been in the postseason before? Yeah, but like this is the first time they've like been in in. The postseason, yeah. right? Like where they're starting to make an impact. It's if for the Grizzlies. It's fun when they're the cuddly seven seed and they pull off a first round upset and they get to this point. But they're they're the two seed. Like they're the favorites, and you're taking on the Warriors. But the Grizzlies don't have this vast history of playoff success. So perhaps for Grizzlies fans, while last night's disappointing and maybe the the Warriors bounce them, you think to yourself that was fun. We got to go against Golden State former dynasty, and hung with them. And our star is on the rise. Yeah. But I also feel like then next year, that changes. If it's you're the two-seed again and you're expecting a long playoff run, it wears on you. Like having a long, fun playoff run is like a one-and-done. Or maybe maybe twice in a row you can get away with it. But if the championship doesn't come, or even if it does, because then your expectations are raised that much higher, I think your level of misery coincides with your level of expectation for that team. For sure. Unless you're rooting for a team like those Warriors in their dynastic run where it was like, though the expectations were high, the performance was even higher. It never even felt like it was in doubt. Even those times when they were like down to the Rockets or whatever, you always believe Steph and Clay could hit like three threes in a row and, right. and the game could be And this hands. is like their resurgence, so I wonder how Warriors fans are consuming it because they were down and out for a while, yeah. and now they're back, and they look like they could be a championship team. So have they suddenly shot up their expectations now so high because they are healthy, because they do have that core that won them championships where it's like, uh, here we go. Uh, put on your seatbelt because we're about to try to grind through this thing again. Well, I tell you what's not fun for Warriors fans, and, and it is fun, but it's not watching this Jordan Poole guy play because I tell you what, teams probably fear <laughs> him. I thought he was going to say Draymond Green getting tossed in the second yeah. quarter. No, but Jordan, Jordan Poole Jordan, play. The play he's had in this postseason and the season alone, like I think teams fear him more than Clay and Curry, and that's not a conversation to be had at least for some people, but the way he's playing right now, like as a Warriors fan, you can see Clay's frustration when this guy Poole is taking shots that are usually his and stuff and taking over games. Yes. I don't know, though. Frustration, I don't know if, it's, if, it, if that's the word because Jordan Poole, his surgeons with that team has been what has gotten to them to this I, point no, right now. No doubt. He's more valuable than you're like, – He's I, a max contract player. Yeah. And that's tough for Clay coming off of injuries. Like I said, a lot of the shots that Poole's taken were his and yeah. are supposed to be his, and you know that, coming well, off screens and, and being – A lot of the times we've seen clips already that have gone viral of him being open, coming off the screen and not getting the ball that he got three, four years ago. Yeah. And Jordan Poole's taking them and making them. And making them. So I, that conversation is not – Clay's the ultimate dog. Clay's the ultimate team player, though. Plays just defense, come on. And all of them, I think, all together, again, Clay misses those two free throws. What does he do on the other end? Hits that three. He, he hits the yeah. three. And he stays in front of Ja. That, he, he gets yeah. in front of Ja. He yeah. blocks off Ja's uh, lane to the, to the goal. Mm-hmm. Ja's making that layup 100% of the time. Totally. But Clay cuts him off, messes up his angle. He doesn't get it off the backboard yep. right. Yeah. That Warriors team is a juggernaut, and the Western Conference and whoever comes out of the East should be very afraid. Um, Theo, watch this. Stone. Who do you got in this series that starts tonight? Heat Sixers. With or without Embiid, 
I, I think it gets really interesting. I would take Philly with my hard-earned money. Wow. With my money. I think tonight alone, the 7.5 is too much. I'm going to take Philly tonight. Wow. With the points. I don't what? know. They won't get out of FTX, FTX Arena with a win. I do think they steal one of them in Miami, but I'm going to take the 7.5 tonight. Why? Why do you think? I am appalled. I, I, why do you think? I told Ken I wasn't sure how I was going to portray this. I just think that, like he mentioned, uh, it's an ultra-focused team without Embiid. I think this is a super, super cool opportunity for Harden to be like, all right, I got the reins. Maxi, you're my guy, you know, my protege. Like, you get to go off. And I just think that if they can hit their shots and guys can play their role, that this game's going to come down to the last possession, last two minutes of the game. I think it's close. I think it, Bam hasn't been the Bam we wanted him to be. I mean, Tobias and them, they can get groovy. I, I think the matchup's there. I think this game's close when it's all said and done in that last What about goes. the series, Stone? <laughs> I, I would go, I, I, I'll go Heat and seven, but I think it goes seven. I think Philly gets at least three dubs in there. I just, I, I'm from Houston, Texas, so I am very familiar with James Harden in the playoffs. And the fact that Joel Embiid not only is out for the first two games, but also his right, his shooting hand, has a torn ligament that cannot be healed, has to get surgery after the postseason, and he has a mild concussion right now and an orbital fracture that's not going to just heal up that quick. He's being held together by, like, pieces of chewed gum. Yes, but and that means now we're relying on who, Stone? James Harden. Okay, and mm. what has shown you not just – not only want to talk about the past postseason play, what has shown you this year? In the past three months, that James Harden could be a guy that can carry a team against the Heat. I think their last game to finish off the Sixers is oh, what. The Raptors. Sh- I mean, my bad. Yeah. The Raptors is what showed me a lot. Like, don't poke the bear too much. Don't get cute. You piss Doc Rivers off. Yeah. You keep talking about this fat guy and James Harden. He's going to climb the ladder tonight in the first quarter and put one down on somebody. Like, he will. Tyrese Maxey. And then he'll he, have to take a breather. Oh, then he'll take a breather and come back in and hit another step back three. Like, he's going to do it. I think this is a good opportunity for him. Tyrese Maxey, dude, is electric. They, Miami's got the guys to stick them, but I think this kid goes for 30 tonight. James Harden is going to have another 14, 15 assist night, and this game's close. I, I think funny. it's close. I, I like that. I like your belief in them. I will say this. Uh, I think Trey Young, you like to compare Trey Young to Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Young mm-hmm. is closer to James Harden mm-hmm. than he is Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. In the way that he handles the rock, the way that – no, 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 but look. look Flippy not, floppy. He's not – so – Trey Young is nowhere near the level of shooter as Steph Curry is, mm-hmm. but he can shoot it from deep, and you have to respect it, just like James Harden. Right. Trey Young, once he gives the ball up, he stands still. Yep. James Harden. Steph Curry, one of the best things he does is his movement, his relocation, his coming off of screens. Trey Young does none of that, right. and that's what hurts the Hawks' offense. I love that, but Trey Young doesn't have the Energizer Bunny to pass it off to when he needs help, and that's Tyrese Maxey. He kind of he kind of has a couple guys that can go get a little bit, but you're right, he does not have a Tyrese Maxey. But then again, the Heat have 18,000 perimeter defenders. Right. So they get the ball out of Harden's hands, and now you're telling me that you're trying to win a playoff series right. against Eric Spolster and the Miami Heat by giving it to Tyrese here's, Maxey? Here's where I'm offended with Stone and his approach here. <laughs> um, I might be nervous, and playoff runs might not be fun, but I have the guts, and I sat here with this guy all through the final two months of the regular season as the Heat were battling it out, shorthanded, injured, for the one seed. And we talked about a Heat team with the best depth in the East and Mm. maybe in the NBA. No doubt. Definitely in the East. The best depth, okay? And the one singular player who might be able to at least give Embiid a fight in the post, and that's Bam. We have seen the Heat depth on display. We have Bam 
healthy and available against an Embiid who, again, is being held together by chewed gum at this point. His <laughs> eye is hanging out. His thumb is barely attached. And Stone's going to sit here and tell us that he doesn't have the guts anymore. And for that, Stone, I am offended by you. I am appalled by you. I am repulsed by you right now. Heat fans, call and tell Stone he's a phony. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. Call and tell Stone Heat fans that he is an absolute phony. Also, our playoff runs fun. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. I have never been more annoyed to the point of angry with Stone Labanowitz. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. Theo Dorsey, he's our Monday stalwart and Tuesday, for that matter. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's around as always. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Heat Phony. The traitor. <laughs> Levicka, the traitor. The traitor. Who, by the way, uh, this dude talking about, oh, I'm putting my money on the Sixers tonight. I'm putting my money on the Sixers. Money on the Sixers. What about the series, Stone? Heat in seven. Yeah. He keeps like a little, little toe in the door just in case, just in case to save, he wants to save face. Because that playoff pep us in game seven at FTX Arena is going to go so hard. I got to at least be a part of it. Game seven. I got to be a part of it. That playoff pep us. Game seven? That you got to experience. This is ridiculous. He He is jumping on, he's jumping on a bandwagon for his wallet. And then leaving the door open so he can jump on another bandwagon for a song that's going to play in Game Five. Yeah, Game with, Five with with five minutes. I'm left. not proud. I'm not proud <laughs> at all. But my, I, you shouldn't I, be. I, I'm not. I'm definitely not proud. It's not that I'm. I'm jumping off the ship. I just got one foot on one. And I know you're not allowed to do that, but I have to as of right now. It's just just, just how I'm feeling. Yikes. But that's you, just you, you, you I mean, can kick me off the ship. No, 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 no. That's you, pathetic. No, I don't want. I don't want to kick you <laughs> off the ship wholly because I want you to uh, learn the error of your ways. You're not going to learn right. unless you see it through. And I hope this is going to suck, but this is going to be a lesson learned, Theo, because I know that a lot of what's driving him right now is the almighty dollar. Mm. He is. He is a a capitalist through and through. Yeah. And I hope he learns a lesson that you don't turn your back on where your heart is in order to make a profit. This is a life lesson, not just now, but this is a life lesson. And I hope, I hope, and I want your family to hear this too, because I know your mom and your dad listen. And I want I want them to, uh, this is not hard feelings towards your son. And I have nothing but respect for the way that you raised your son. He mm. is a great human being. Mm. It's just sometimes he doesn't think things through clearly. And it's because he's young. Yeah. He's young and he's still developing what it's what it takes to survive in the real world. I hope that you get hit financially so badly <laughs> that you never turn your back on the heat again. Mm. I've already received a text from my father, and it says, you're a dumbass defense wins championship." Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. Well, your dad's right. And I, I'm contemplating on what to respond. I'll talk to him. I'll handle it later. And it probably won't be a pretty scene at the house after game one. But we'll see. Well, uh, all I know is that your dad has the guts to handle uh, a Heat Buck series that every game, Theo, is going to be like 69-61. That is going to be a 
fierce one. Now that's gonna be a. I don't know if it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be hard to watch. It's gonna be hard to watch. Right. Every five point lead is gonna feel like a ten uh-huh. point lead if you're behind. Uh-huh. So you know? we're so you guys are writing off the Celtics beforehand, yeah, like right yeah. now. Well, that was not a good start yesterday. In case hell you missed no, it. I am. I'm riding off the Celtics. Okay. I saw. I saw on Twitter during the break that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined for one mid range jumper. Yeah, yesterday one. One in a four-quarter NBA playoff game after beating the Nets. It's because it's it's a lot different, and it's funny because I, I love it. And there's it. no Chris Middleton. I no Middleton, and I love it because this is what I knew what would happen. The Celtics got all like the biggest problem with the Celtics. Let's not forget. Remember, they got to the Eastern Conference Finals in like Tatum's second year, or whatever. Yeah. The Celtics got a little too big for their britches. Once they get that confidence and that overconfidence. That's when they play their worst. That's when Marcus Smart comes out and he hit him. But I don't know if you remember the start of the game. He shot like back-to-back threes early in the shot clock. That's the Marcus Smart I want to see against an actual defensive team. Mm-hmm. Because that's not the Marcus Smart the Celtics need. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum taking some erratic shots. Not getting where they want to get on the court. And also defensively, it was easy pushing around Kevin Durant. Yeah. Who at his draft combine couldn't push 185 off his chest to save his life. <laughs> Giannis is a little different. Yeah. Giannis and Tedekumpo. Giannis, Bully ball. Giannis absolutely embarrassed Jason Tatum over and over and over like, again yesterday. Please don't try. Put somebody Giannis else on that man. Terrifying, put Robert man. Williams on that yeah. man. Jason yeah. Tatum cannot yeah. handle that That experiment matchup. didn't go well no. yesterday. That did not go well. One other thing I need to address on, when was it? It's Friday night? Friday night. Sure. When did we find out about Embiid? Friday or Saturday? Mm. It was the day after. It was Saturday. It was Saturday. Okay. So Saturday. I could not believe some of the reaction I was seeing from from Heat fans on social media about the Embiid injury. Oh, this stinks. Oh, I feel so bad. For what? Now, it's okay to feel bad for Joel Embiid. It's okay to feel bad for someone that you enjoy to see. I enjoy watching Joel Embiid play when he actually plays and doesn't flop around like the inflatable things in front of a car dealership. I enjoy seeing Embiid when he actually decides he wants to play basketball and not throw himself to the ground or on a trip to the free throw line. I like that Joel Embiid. I feel badly that his coach kept him in in a blowout game when Embiid had no business still playing and he got hit by Siakam and he got a concussion and he broke his orbital bone. Mm. I am sad for him because he's a good player. But in my Heat brain, I could not care less what the Heat need to go through to win a championship. If James Harden fell into the ocean and Joel Embiid was out for the rest of the postseason and Maxi uh, suddenly got swallowed into the ground, you know what? I'd be okay with it and I wouldn't care if the Heat beat the Sixers at full strength. Because all that matters to me is that there was a parade and the Heat hoisted the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. Heat fans, if you find any sort of sadness that the Heat might get by the Sixers because the Sixers aren't fully healthy, drop it. Because that's dumb fan thought. Never has anybody looked back at a championship and said, oh, well... They faced a shorthanded team, so take back the title. Because not a single solitary human being outside of South Florida remembers the Lakers beating the Heat with a one 
Left-footed Goran Dragic, yeah, who played six minutes in that series, and Bam was and out. Bam was out. Yeah, you think Lakers fans give a damn? The answer to that is no. You think the nation gives a damn? No, no. Yeah, people try to do it with the Cavs and Warriors when LeBron had no Kyrie and no, no Kevin. Love. Doesn't matter. They try. I said they doesn't try. Matter. I know it doesn't matter. I, I agree, but they try. Like teams yeah. try. But also, I would say this: uh, the perfect. I think what Heat fans are doing is exactly what Drake did. I don't know if y'all remember this courtside. Raptors Warriors 2019 when the when the Raptors won their championship and KD went down for the final injury that mm-hmm. ended his Achilles, season. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Drake gift. This gets passed around on Black Twitter all the time. I'm not sure if it's gotten to the outer bounds, but like <laughs> the the but, Ken Levick of white fringes yeah. in Twitter. Yes. <laughs> but the Drake video of him like acting so distraught and depressed that KD had got hurt. When you know, and everybody knows in the back of his head, he's like, "Oh, we just won the shit. <laughs> I think we got it. We just won. I the think ship. we won it. Yeah. So like the Drake, him going, you know, hands. That's what Heat fans are doing on Twitter. You got to act like you're sad for the other team, so you don't look like a bad person. But at the end of the day, uh, Heat and five. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. Do you feel badly that the Sixers are shorthanded? Do you feel badly the Sixers are shorthanded? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Because I would say, if you're a Heat fan and any part of you is saying, "Oh no," with the Embiid injury. And I'm not talking about the humanity part of it. I'm talking about the competitive part of it. If any part of you says, oh, I wish he was playing, you're dumb. Mm. Like, you're just dumb. Do you think Raptors fans are willing to give back the trophy and have even had a singular conversation about the Durant Achilles nope. or the clay or the, the, the clay injury? No. Do you think Cavaliers fans have any sort of conversation about Draymond Green being suspended mm. for that game seven? Absolutely not. It's the kid came home and won a title. Mm. So would you people stop it already? You don't need to be nice in this And spot. the quote that started all of this for you, I presume, would be Jimmy Butler's when he said, we want to go against them at do we full have strength that? Do and we have prove that? them. No, I think uh, I can find it, but it's fine. Yeah. No, no, just read the quote. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, read no, no. You're good. I, I will find it though. But he says we want to go up against them at full strength and prove that we can hang with anybody and can beat anybody. And that's his former teammate in B too. So. Yeah, and I get that as a competitor. That's fine. But as a fan, you should not feel any shame in someone on the opposing team being hurt. Yeah. Okay. Don't root for them to get hurt. Don't cheer because they are hurt. But don't lament that they can't play because they're hurt. Because honestly, yeah. the only thing that matters is that parade down Biscayne Boulevard. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of, of what fans are doing here right now. When I was in college um, on spring break, I had to work my senior year. My now fiance, Ashley, she didn't have to work. So her and her girls went on a girls trip to Cancun. Soon as she touches down in Cancun, she actually kind of got sick and wasn't able to go out with them most of the nights. Right. And had to stay in. Right. So, you know, for me... <laughs> I'm over there like, oh no, you're sick. You you gotta stay inside. You mean you won't be out there half dressed with your friends drinking pina coladas? Oh no, I just I hate that for you. I really do. When in the back of my mind, I'm like, let's go. That's chalk up five. Chalk up a win for Theo. Heating five. That's what That's it is. Right. You have to play it. You have to play it up. Act like you're so sad and depressed about it. Because you have to do that to be courteous. Yep. That's, and then you're secretly that's winning championships. Ridiculous. Honestly, <laughs> it's like any time that I have plans uh, past seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And then my friend calls me or a family member calls me and says, Oh, sorry, I, something came up. And I'm like, Oh, no, I was really looking forward to it. But in the back of my mind, yeah. Heat and five. Yep. Heat and five. That's baby. the exact same thing. <laughs> 
Do you feel badly that the Sixers are shorthanded? And by the way, the fact that the Heat now are still shorthanded without Kyle Lowry, then you really shouldn't feel that way about Embiid missing the first two games because we don't know how long Kyle Lowry is out with that hamstring, which seems to be lingering and seems to be really annoying. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter. At KLV 106.3, that's 888-760-3776. Temple of Troll, when we come back with the troll himself, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone, by the end of the show, even though you've jumped ship, just make sure you have Peppas ready. If there's one thing you can do for me, just one thing. That I will do. All right. It's the least I can do. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Game one, Heat Sixers. Tomorrow, game one, Panthers Caps. South Florida, we out here. Oh, Let's yeah. Let's go. We lit. The Marlins Let's fresh go. off of seven straight dubs. Shout out to Miami Marlins, Oh, man. Too. The lit, capital man. of the sports universe right here in South Florida. How about that, Big O? Believe that. Mm. Believe that. Boy, I'm nervous. I've already got the butterflies. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to eat. I've already got the butterflies for tonight. Heat Sixers. No Embiid. No Lowry. I don't care. I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. The Heat have done the job without Lowry. Jimmy's back. Max Struess. Struess bomb. Ain't no answer for him. Yeah. There's no answer for him. You got a him. ball. The Heat closed out the Hawks without Jimmy and Lowry. Damn so. right. Damn right. Uh, so, 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 so Stone's wavering a little bit. But again, he's going to be punished, and he's going to realize the error of his ways. Yeah. He's going to lose money. And we're going to come out Theo as winners in this, and then we'll just make sure we teach him a lesson. Yeah, of course. I can't he, wait for that. He's young. You, we've, we've lived life a yeah. little bit, okay? He's new to this professional life, and he's going to learn a lesson, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. He's wet behind the, behind the uh, ears, like the old folks say. He is putting his finances on the back of Joel, of uh, James, James Harden. James Harden. I know. I'll do it with you guys if, if you want to. We can do it a handshake, gentlemen, seven yeah. and a half. We can do it here, too. You know what? Another lesson to. learned. I, I keep my money. I've got a family. We stuff. can do lunch. I'd be happy we, we can bet lunch tomorrow. I'll get you whatever you want from the salad shop and, and vice versa. We can do that. Seven and a half right here. <laughs> oh, let's pick a different place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> I was, was going to say it, but Theo did it. But Theo did it. I couldn't hold it in. I couldn't oh, hold it man. in. I, Theo, that is damned perfect. <laughs> Joe is in Jupiter. Joe's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Joe? <laughs> uh, good afternoon. Real quick about the Heat. I'm not a huge Heat fan. But I don't. I don't hate them though. But if I was, I could care less about the injuries to the Philadelphia yep, 76ers. Exactly. If we win, we win. Period. <laughs> I, I see them in, in maybe five, maybe six at the least. Like, do you think that, that Jazz? Series, you know? Do you think Jazz fans cared that Luca was hurt at the beginning of that series? They could care less. Absolutely. And they not. also lost mo- two of those games. And, and they lost two of those <laughs> games too, right? Yeah, exactly. And then so, I, got a, I got a couple of questions. Yep. I got a couple of questions for Theo. Uh, I know we don't have a lot of time, but uh, Theo, how you doing today? Pretty good. I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Did you yes. happen to catch the game last Thursday night? Did you happen to see who went home for the season Woo! in six games last Thursday night? Uh, Joe's coming well, he spicy because Theo mm-hmm. Theo disparaged Luke in comparison yeah. to Giannis last yeah. week, and now Joe's coming at you spicy. Yeah. So answer the question. The Theo. Mavs won. Yeah, sure. Okay. Rookie of the year, first year. First-round playoff, Game 7 is the next two. Now we've advanced to the 
second round with not even a second superstar. Okay. Now what you think about Luca? Um, I think that Giannis' <laughs> own little temple of trolls. Giannis here. has yeah. Giannis has more MVPs than Luca has series wins, so I'm gonna still lean Giannis oh, on this. God. Ooh, thank you though. Hey, great okay. job. We'll Joe, see you soon. But Joe, I like that. I like it, and I like the fact. <laughs> I like the fact that. Do you hear him put the 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 uh, a little bit of salsa on the end of Luca? Yeah, Luca. 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 Joe, that was perfect. Joe. Joe was absolutely calling to cook you. And I tell you what, I don't think Joe's done with you. Theo. I appreciate that. And you know what? He dropped the City Girls period at the end of one of his uh, <laughs> his statements. Yeah. And I don't know if he noticed he did that, but great, great time, Joe. Joe. Joe is awesome. You're in a lot of trouble if the Heat drop one to Philly and Luka takes game one against Phoenix. You're in a lot of trouble. Well, still, our argument was Giannis versus Luka, so I think I'm pretty solid in my debate. All right. This is Theo's <laughs> time to shine. He gets up on a pedestal. He loves to troll your team. He'll look at you on FaceTime because he's not going to just text you his hatred of your team or your favorite player or your fantasy team. Uh Uh-uh. He wants to look you in the eye. It's just part of what makes him the biggest troll in the land. It is time now for Theodorsi's Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theodorsi is in his bully pulpit. In the Temple of Troll. So Joe tried to get in the Temple of Troll. Now Theo taking his rightful place. Uh, I, I got I to gotta jump in here right now because I, this guy's in the area, so he, he hears me right now, so I got to talk to him. I'm talking about the strip club savant. I'm talking about the, the beer belly behemoth. <laughs> James Harden. You thought you would be able to take a trip to Miami, get your vacation started early. You can lean on the big fella, the scoring champ. You can hit strip clubs afterwards. You can hit live the Cleveland, or all of that, and just be able to cruise into your vacation with a nice trip to Miami. But guess what? Embiid ain't make that trip. Embiid wasn't on that plane with you, James. It's all on you tonight. Game one at FTX Arena. Maybe you want to bright line somewhere afterwards and kick it and have some drinks. Maybe you want to have a good time. You know, there's a lot of good places to eat. I know you like to do that. Shows up with your work. But James Harden, you, I mean, I know Stone believes in you. But for the rest of us, we know what's about to happen. And James Harden, I just got to let you know, man, ahead of time, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the Heat are going to have to put it on you. They're going to put you in jail right next to Trey Young. And I don't think he's going to have a fun time. His trip to South Beach will not be uh, as fun as the last couple inspiring stuff you know where james harden is heading basketball hell right alongside trey young that is the temple of troll with theo dorsey stone i need my music i need my music because now now the butterflies are floating away and Uh now after that i believe because you're right you're right James Harden has been put in basketball hell mm. by this team this season. Joel Embiid was put in basketball hell mm. by this team this season. James Harden, it's about to be difficult for you. In fact, it's about to be hard in for you mm. tonight at FTX Arena. And he's not talking about when you go to the strip club. No, We're talking no, about on the basketball court. Not the court. strip club version, the basketball <laughs> version. Welcome to hell, James Harden. For Theodore, CWP, to be News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, and the non-believer Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levicka. I've been live. Go Heat!